Welcome to episode 10 of Australian Design Radio to provide Australia and the world with conversations and commentary on Australian design. I'm Flynn Tracy and with me as always is the audio version of Matt Leach. How's it going, Matt? Well, Flynn, you're super cool. Sorry, <laughs> that's what it says on my show. Hold on, who wrote these show notes? Yeah, I'm, I, I think that was you, wasn't that. it? Yeah, that was me. Okay. Um, I'm good, thank you. I'm in Melbourne. So we are talking over the internet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I'm down here doing some filming. I'm a bit sick, so if I sneeze throughout, you were you were sick, quite quite. You were bedridden, weren't you? Yeah, I was dead to the world last week. First first time I've been like that in probably I think probably two years. Yeah, I was coming. I was I was going to work. <laughs> doing an interview or something and then coming back and going to bed and then getting up and going back to work again. Wow. It was, it was pretty horrible. Yeah, it wasn't a good time. Do you have the same thing? Do you have this thing that so everybody has? I think I either, yeah, I either got it from you or one yeah. of the million other people who seem to have it at the moment. My, um, I may have got it from my daughter. My daughter had scarlet fever. Right. Which just sounds like something from Gone with the Wind. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, so I may have got it for her. But, yeah, anyway, I'm feeling a bit tired. I'm about to go to a launch. Mm-hmm. Where I'm just going to eat all the finger food and then probably go to the hotel and make, crash. Make everybody else sick by touching all the finger food with your fingers. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that actually. Yeah, <laughs> that's a good point. You need a sneeze guard. Yeah. yeah, but it's been a really busy couple of weeks. How was your Easter? How was my Easter? Oh, it was terrible. Um, really, um, we did a lot of moving. My my girlfriend moved in, so we needed to move a ha- you know everything that's been in a four story house into a one bedroom unit. So. Yeah, it wasn't a whole lot of fun, but it's a difficult job that is now done. Well done. Yeah. So that's really good. Yeah. So, yeah. So, hey, we've finally made it to double digits of the show. Double digits. One, zero. That's right. So, we've decided that it's it's high time that we, you know, double digits, something to celebrate. Uh, we've got... You know, we've had nine special guests on the show. We thought we'd do one just together, you and me. Yeah. It's also the end of the season as well. So, um, you know, our plan was always to do seasons. uh, And this this feels like a good time to, I guess, do a bit of a wrap-up, talk Mm. about what what we've learned, I guess, from from the amazing guests we have had on, Mm. um, and also plan a little bit for, for next time. Yeah. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's been amazing. It's. Um. I'm looking forward... I'm already looking forward to next season because there's so many people I want to talk to. Yeah, yeah. You'd think you'd think you'd run out, but really, it sort of seems like once once we sort of do one show, we we sort of we find one person that turns into. By the time we do the next show, there's another three people on our list. Well, that's it. And everyone who's come on the show has also sort of told a whole bunch of other people, and then they've sort of said, "Oh, we'd love to come on." And it's just that whole. Yeah, it's great. I mean, it's mm. really exciting to see that. There's there's lots happening and there's even more happening in, in Australian design than I I was first aware of. Yeah, and that's the thing, isn't it? Like it's kind of uncovering people, and it, you know, every year more people kind of step up their game or kind of come onto the scene or start doing something unique or different. So it's it's you know it's different now than it was last year, and it's different. It's going to be different again in a year. So mm. have you have you got anyone that you um that you would personally love to get on? So many. Um, thanks for asking. Um, <laughs> I, I'm an habitual name dropper. It's just really terrible, but I am a fan. Oh, I am. I am too. I, so bad. I find myself doing it to my wife and she's like, I don't care. <laughs> I'm like, oh, sorry. That's what, wives, that's what wives are good for. I, yeah. yeah. I feel like my girlfriend knows a lot of, a, a lot about design and a lot about who is involved in the design industry. Cause I never shut up about it. 
Mm. I'll come home and say, oh, it was so amazing. Like I was, you know, in the studio with blah, blah. And this person, she's like, oh, from Thingy. I'm like, no, they moved. Oh, wow. That's an interesting move for them. (laughs) (laughs) Like, yeah, it is, I guess. Yeah. She's starting to know more about it than me, I think. That's good. Um, Yeah. There's so many people. Um, Ian Haig from Ketchup, I'm really keen to have. (laughs) Yep. Yep. Me too. Yeah. I'd really like to... um... I'd like to hear more about his kind of design sensibilities and I guess what he thinks, because he's quite good friends with um, Chris Doyle as well, isn't he? Yeah. Chris actually got him, or Chris and some other people got got um, us in touch with him to do a Creative Mornings talk, which is probably about two years ago now, which is really super scary to think about. Uh, but he, he did this awesome talk, like a really great talk, um, really, really well considered and very witty. He's, he's honestly one. Anyone that's on Twitter, follow Ian Haig. It's H A I G H. He's one of the funniest people on Twitter. I'm not following. I'm going to go and follow him right now. He's so funny. <laughs> sort of nice little, nice little nuggets of, of humor in 140 characters. And yeah, he's a funny. He's a funny dude. Mm. I'd love to talk to him. He does stuff that's so different um, to us. He does a lot of motion work um, and has been for a long time. Um, yep. Justin Smith as well, I think. <laughs> yeah, I'd really like to talk to Justin. Um, Pali. He was one of my first, um, uh, when I was a junior, he was one of my first senior designers I worked for. Mm. Um, But also just the stuff he's doing with End of Work at the moment. So I got um, a sneak peek of some of the stuff he's doing for Agda New South Wales. Mm. uh, And it's pretty out there. Did they do the poster for when Saggy came over? Yeah, when Sagmaster came to Sydney, they did the one with all the meat. Right, there were tongues or something? Yeah, yeah, and so, yeah, there were tongues, yeah, not not meat. Um, Well, it is still meat, right? Technically meat, yeah. (laughs) Um, So, I don't think I'm letting anything away, but, yeah, there was kind of like uh, rabbits that had been run over and um, rats caught in traps and, (laughs) yeah, it was pretty graphic. Right. Um, so it'll be interesting. I, I don't even know if it's going to get through the Agda New South Wales committee, to be honest, because oh, cool. I, I know it was pretty divided. But yeah, just they, they seem to be in some of the comments I'm seeing on um, Twitter and LinkedIn and just different areas. They, um, they seem to be going out there and really having something to say. Yeah. So, um, so I'm pretty interested. Yeah, I'd love to talk to Justin and just see, see what he's thinking at the moment. Mm. Cool. I'd love to get Tim K. How do you say Tim K's last? It's Cot Cot C. Ah, see, I'm a problem solver, and I solve that problem by not thinking about it. Right. So <laughs> Tim Tim K. It is. Yeah. He, he seems to be okay with it. I, I think. I, I you know he's I always get so much out of talking to him, and yeah. so but but obviously we we already had Tim Busing on, and he was from from Reactive, so maybe two Reactives in the same season is yeah. too much, but yeah. um, I'd love to get him on it maybe next season, because um, he's just got such a love for the industry, and he's just, I mean, he's, he's another fanboy as well. Yeah, so. and he was on that panel in Melbourne, yeah. right? Yeah, he was. Yeah. And, um, I heard good things yeah. about that. Hmm. Michaela Webb, yeah. I'd, I'd love to get on, so she's heading okay. over to judge the DNAD with um, Kevin Finn. Cool. And I'd love to hear what that experience is like. So apart, partly from, you know, just go, you know, two great designers heading over together and, and what, what that's like, but also just how Australia, Australian design is seen by the DNAD and yeah, just, just that kind of experience. It would, I was thinking last night, I think Nick Hallam um, tweeted that, um, that he, he'd like to be included in the bag or, or could be, could he be 
taken on board as luggage. Um, and yeah, and right. I just saw it, it, it'd be an amazing, I, I would be really interested to see a video almost sort of documenting their journey over there. Um, Wait, like the judging process or? Yeah, the judging process, how Australian designers are seen by the kind of international community. Um, just that whole, that whole kind of thing I think would be really interesting. But maybe that's just me. Maybe it is you. No, that sounds. That does sound interesting. I wonder if we want to know. Mate, yeah, well, that's true as well. That's a very pessimistic way of looking at it. I do, yeah, I'd be interested in, in, in knowing that too. Maybe we can stick a good GoPro on um, Kevin Finn's head and <laughs> get, him to, get him to walk around. I've got to write that to him. Yeah, he'd love it. Um, <laughs> don't tell him I said that. Um, yeah, there's some Sydney people as well. Um, I've always always had strong love for anything Mark Gowing does. Yeah, yeah, and I think I, yeah, he'd be really. He's got so much to say about everything, so yeah, he, he'd be really interesting. Get on and get his opinion on on design world as it is. Some someone from Frost would be really good. Yeah, um, I'd like to talk to Vince and find out uh, what uh, has anything changed after the book. Yeah. So so his his new book about designing your life, um, just with a what the feedback has been like for that and whether there's plans to do anything further with that. Mm. The new, the new self-help kind of design guru, mm. um, or, or someone from frost. Um, you know, I'd love to have a conversation with aunt, uh, Anthony Donovan. Donovan um, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I just really love to see where he's had it in, in where he is at within des- design at the moment, what, what he's loving about it, what he's hating about it. So I've got a funny little story about Ant. A long time ago, we, we went to Moon once to run a, run a workshop with them. And uh, I was running the, running the group with Simon, Simon Pemberton. And, yep. um, but he, he was a bit more in charge kind of back then. And uh, I was just sort of helping out. And um, Ant was handing out briefs to all the students. And he handed me one of the briefs. He's like, here you go. Good luck. Yeah. <laughs> <Walked> <laughs> and I took it as a compliment. Uh, I just assumed that I looked young enough to be a student. But um, yeah, he thought I was a student. And still probably has no idea who I am, actually. I, I, over Easter, I had a similar experience. I, I read a book um, that I really loved. And I tweeted to the author and just said, thank you so much. You made my Easter. And he wrote back and said, oh, um, I, I can't remember the words he used, but he said, oh, you're such a kind young man to have said, said that. And, but it just really came across that he, he obviously thought I was a, a young teen. Right. And then, and then I realized it was a young teen book that I just read. And <laughs> I was like, oh, I'm totally seed as that. That's fine. That's you're reading, good. You were reading the first Harry Potter again, weren't you? I just can't get over it. Just <laughs> over and over again, sixteen times now. Yeah, I think. I did, um, yeah, go on. What were you going to say? I was just going to say I didn't like that first Harry Potter. Oh, didn't you? I'm just going to put it out there. Wow. Didn't like it. Yeah, we're keeping keeping up with the times, aren't we? Here. <laughs> <laughs> Take that, J.K. Rowling. Yeah. You heard it here first. Uh, Nick Gow, I want to I want to talk to the guys from Mentally Friendly. Um, yes. They're good mates as well. Uh, if, you know how to. Worked in their studio for two and a half years. So I know them pretty well. Um, but I, I would love to have Nick to come on the show. And John as well. Yeah, no, the, I think what the stuff they're doing at the moment in, in how they're approaching user experience um, and user testing, um, I think is really, really fascinating. I think they've almost gone, they've really taken it to another level. Like, uh, you know, when we were there a couple of weeks ago, weren't we, when we saw their, their user testing room and just... Um, yeah, it's, they're really getting down and dirty with 
you know, really trying to understand the user and um, much more than than some other people I think who are who are doing UX, but but not maybe getting quite as close to. I mean, they've got that room with the one-way glass and yeah, and that's a whole other room as well. What I find intriguing is uh, <laughs> when I when I first started working there in the in kind of two and a half years, how much it transformed then. And then kind of I've gone back a little bit more recently and visited the guys and done a couple of things with them and how it's changed again. And they're a really good case study on how adaptive studios, I would say, probably need to be or oh, yeah. how, how much they, they do change their structure, their titles, what, you know, what, what day-to-day is seems to be completely different to what it was three years ago and completely different again to three years before that. Yeah, every time I catch up with them, I feel like um, they've got something new to tell me that they're doing and about a market or an opportunity that I I just hadn't even seen on the radar. So, mm. yeah, it's always yeah no they're they're really and look they've been like that the whole time. I I knew them when they were in um, in design college when they were bad students and they were terrible students because they were they kind of never they never came in because they were so busy already working with some really big clients. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, you know, they, even back then they were just moving a hundred miles faster than everyone else. Yeah. So, yeah, good on them. And so you met Ben Miles today as well. Did you say before? I did. Hi Ben. Uh, yep. he's, he's told me he's listened to a couple of the shows, but I bet he won't listen to this for a long time. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully he'll catch up to it. Um, yeah, that was cool. It's weird when you have these, you feel like, you know, people, like, I feel yep. like I know Ben. And that's the first thing we both said when we saw each other. You know, I'm like, hey, yep. Ben, I'm pretty sure I feel like I know you. And he's like, yeah, me too. Because mm. we follow each other on Twitter and, you know, we know all the same people. You know, he know you, you guys know each other really, really well. And, um, you know, obviously we have a very long relationship as well. It's kind of weird when your paths just don't happen to cross. Yeah. And, and, then, and then when it does, it's like, oh, cool. It's like we're already mates. It's it's actually something that um, I'm really I'm really passionate about, which is which is with networking, which is network with network with people before you need it. Right. What's, what explain that? Um, I've I've written an article on it. I've I've done a talk about this as well. This is kind of like my little pocket talk. Mm-hmm. This is like my little if 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 someone wants me to talk, but they don't really give me a brief. This is what I get to talk about. <laughs> right. And it's and it's pinching things from other people, of course. Yeah. But it's all it's all around yeah networking before before you need something. So you don't want to go to. It's not ideal. We'll put it that way. It's not ideal to go to a networking event with the with an agenda of getting something from some someone. So yep. let's say you're a graduating design student and you 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 graduate. You don't have a job straight out of college. You, you screw around for a month or two and then you go, right, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this. So you pull yourself up by your bootstraps and you go, I'm going to network like no one else. Um, that's a really great thing to do. But what would have been better is to network with people before you actually needed something from them because yep. it's quite transparent. So, and I, I see it even myself and I don't run a studio or anything like that, but often people will come to an event with a specific agenda, come straight up to you and kind of ask you something. And that's totally fine. But I would go above and beyond someone who I've already had a couple more conversations with, you know, someone that you might be following on Twitter already or someone that's kind of turned up and it's a bit more casual, Um, Mm. you know, someone that you have some sort of relationship with beforehand, that, that person is much more likely to go out of their way. You know, it's kind of, it's, it's all based on that whole, it's not what you know, it's who you know kind of thing. But in this day and age, you can get to know people very, very quickly through 
Twitter and Instagram and events and all that sort of stuff. And, you know, I think it's, yeah, it's, it's just better to forge those sort of like relationships before you actually say, Hey, yeah, we've had a couple of, you know, you know, you don't want to be pissed and then going, Hey man, like we've had a really good conversation in the last five minutes. Can I, can I have a job? Yeah. yeah. That's what, it, that's what it's about. Yeah. No, that makes perfect sense. Ben's doing quite an interesting uh, event during Vivid with uh, Linda Jukic from um, as Hol- part of Ag- Agda. Yeah, she's Holzbosch now, right? So yeah. Moon, now Holzbosch. Yeah, I I have heard that she's taking a sabbatical though. So, um, but they're doing a really interesting. So they're they're what what would it be a panel, a kind of a talk. Um, it's about work in progress. So this idea of um, the value of always on projects, you know, projects that that never finish. Mm. Um, which is becoming really popular in in design at the moment, which I think is a really interesting kind of idea. But yeah, they've got some great speakers. So they've got um, Jonathan Kneebone, who I could listen to speak. There's one. There's one for the show. Yeah, God. I've seen him speak a bunch of times and just I've just been like, wow, I could just really. But they've got Elliot Numskull. Um, I think it'd be really... I was about to say interesting again, but really, really fascinating. You can so use I'll, intriguing. That's mine. That's mine. Yeah, now. no, I'm, I'm going to go with fascinating. Everything's fascinating from now on. Yeah, right. Um, Sasha Coles, Tanya DeBono. Um, yeah, just some really interesting. Oh, I was just about to do it again. <laughs> really fascinating speakers. <laughs> so, um, yeah, I'm definitely going to get along to that one. So that should be really good. I'm, I'm doing, um, we're doing something for Vivid as well. So, um, I don't know, can I do a plug? Yeah, plug it. So we're doing um, digital design at the crossroads. So we did one down in Pause Fest uh, where we had a bunch of designers, UX designers, web designers kind of on stage throwing back this idea about what's happening with digital design. Is it is it changing like everyone kind of is saying it's changing or or is it kind of just changing its stripes, I guess? Mm. And so really got some really interesting conversation happening out of that and then we wanted to bring it to Sydney and so we we got a spot at Vivid and so we're bringing it to Sydney to do the same the same kind of thing and but take it to the next level so we've got some really good speakers we've got Tim Busing coming back cool um Gavin McLeod is going to do the keynote so Gavin from um RGA yeah Charlie Charlie Broughton from um uh, well from Frost but yeah the Nest which is the digital arm of uh Frost Mm. Um, Bronwyn van der Meer, um, who is a service design basically uh, for Fjord. Um, and I'm really interested to see because when I, I caught up with her recently and we had this conversation about, um, oh, you know, UX is, you know, seems to be a really hot topic in Australia at the moment. She just was kind of smiling and she said, it's so funny because like in, in England, it's, you know, we, we, we were UX designers a long time ago and it's kind of that that terminology is kind of over now mm. and it's just that kind of like and definitely in what she's doing in service design it's always been about the user experience it's you know that's but they just haven't really called it that so so i'm really interested to have her as part of it and then and tom from um google so um so putting them all on stage and getting them to sort of yeah talk about what what's happening with digital what the opportunities are um what's going wrong potentially as well yeah so, cool so that yeah. should be cool and then before us just before um uh, we take the stage uh we've got um jason and the guys from um uh for the people doing a um a startup panel 
cool. which should be which should be really good as well. So talking about what what it means to be a startup and how to become a startup and yeah, just all that kind of um looking at what's what what works and what doesn't work and what they've learnt. That's great. And that's and that's obviously in Sydney so vivid vivid ideas which is happening in Sydney. Obviously there's heaps of other stuff going on. Yep. And um do you know if it's huge to record these talks? Yeah, so normally it's up to the um up to the actual people organising. So I'm, we're definitely recording ours, yeah. uh, and I'm pretty sure for the people are recording theirs as well. Right. But yeah, no, normally, normally, but it's normally um, Vivid allows the people who are doing the organising to actually do it all. Yeah. But, so you, so you, you, you get you're allowed to film it and publish yep. it and do whatever you want with it. Yeah. But but it's also at the same time entirely up to you. I kind of feels like Vivid is too big this year. Yeah. It's, I'd love to get Jess Scully on the show. Yeah. Oh, yeah, Jess, of course. Yeah, no, we should definitely get Jess on the show. Love she's, to talk to Jess. She's always, she's always doing really interesting things. She which, used to be on a radio show as well. So I know. She's going to put she'll, us to shame. She'll show us up. Yeah. She's going to tell us what we're doing wrong with the audio and that I have to wear pants and all these sorts of things. Actually, Jess I, probably wouldn't tell me that I had to wear pants. <laughs> <laughs> she, she'd tell me to buy polka dot pants or something. Yeah. What, what else have you got going on? Um, the big news... Apple Watch, did you order one? Holy hell, yeah. I'm actually glad you brought that up because I wasn't even going to talk about that. Yeah, so I ordered one on my smartphone at a whiskey bar in Surrey Hills. So it's probably <laughs> the probably the most hipster thing I've done all year. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Pretty funny with a client as well. So that was fun. Um, yeah, so excited for it. I know it's a fad. I know it's the first generation. I know it's stupid. But I, I am I... so keen on this whole wearable tech. I, I really do like the whole idea of having the watch. I like, I like, I like the idea of not having an interface. I, I know it's going to come with an interface and all that sort of stuff, but I feel like Siri can come back to my life. Like I use Siri, I use Siri quite a lot um, when it first came out, and I thought this is so great. I don't have to interface with anything, and I did use it for lots of tasks like reminders and stuff. And I, I'm really keen for that to come back. I'm also really keen to feel like I'm uh, the dog in Inspector Gadget. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, that's what it's all about, basically. That's what I'm all about. I don't know how it's going to be with. I saw I saw someone comment and how it's going to be more int- it's going to be better for us socially because we're not going to be pulling our phones out of our pocket and looking at them all the time because that's really rude. Mm. <laughs> and then I saw someone's <laughs> rebuttal saying it's going to be way worse because you're going to have this thing on your wrist and all you do, you do is just glance at your wrist and watching you watching it, watching netflix on your wrist yeah it's gonna right. light up your big dumb face and you're not checking the time you're checking your latest tweet and stuff like that but whatever i don't know so, i think it's going to take a long time to get used to but i'm so excited about it just coming back to siri oh yeah so have you heard about the windows personal i think they're calling it personal phone assistant or something like that don't tell me they're bringing back the paperclip it's no, no. Come on, no, Clippy. That that paperclip was cool though, um, but uh, I think it's Cortana. Okay, this is new, yeah. this is news to me. Yeah, no, it's a, it's I've seen a bunch of ads and I was talking to someone about it earlier and um, just this idea of um, yeah, there <clears throat> you can kind of talk to Cortana and apparently it's got better recognition than Siri has and blah 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 blah. So I'm sure we'll start hearing more about that. Um, He's, is it named after the Halo character? Oh, I never played Halo. Pick uh, any other game and I played it. Because <laughs> I just saw, I was, I was 
someone said that to me and I was like, no, that doesn't. I was like, oh, hold on, Microsoft, Microsoft. Maybe that would be kind of funny. Yeah, it could be. Uh, anyway, so that's just a little thing about I I didn't buy the watch. That's a shame. That's disappointing. I, was, I know I was about to. I know I was a big proponent of it. Um, but I, I have that thing when I've – because I'd saved, I'd saved my money up. I'd, I had my interesting jar. Yeah. Um, that was that was up to six hundred dollars, and I was like, "Filled to the brim." Yeah, and I was like, "Right, I'm gonna I'm gonna get it. I've I've already put the money aside. It's all good." And then I went to do it, and I didn't. And yeah. I just I haven't really worked out why I haven't done it yet. That's okay. You got plenty of time. But I went out and bought a record player instead. Oh, you went so back, you went back in time. <laughs> I went back in time. I literally. I had the opportunity to to be on the on the crest of of the new digital world, and instead I went for vinyl. Back in time, so, you're always zigging when we're all zagging. Yeah, record players, man, they're going to come back. They're going to be huge. So you're going <laughs> to DJ? You're going to DJ some of our exhibitions from now on? No, 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 absolutely not. Um, I I might do it and and put my cap on the side. So yeah, no, it actually comes about. My mum gave me her hundred. Uh, favorite records from her collection. So she was having a big garage sale, getting rid of all her old stuff. Um, but she'd pulled out her hundred favorite records um, and given it to me. So I kind of was given a collection, and then I thought, well, I need to do it justice by because she's she's picked up these records over her whole life. So wow. Um, so I thought, oh, well, I'll go get it. And it's been a trip back in time. Did so were records a big part of your young life? No, they weren't. CDs were where it was at. I had a had a had a discman, so I didn't. So I never had a Walkman, mm-hmm. really. But I had a discman. If that if that kind of timeline of technology helps helps gauge how young and youthful I am. Mm. Did you have a mini disc player? No, no. I really wanted one though. Mm. But that was a period of time when we had no money, so I definitely didn't get one of them. Thank yeah. thank God! Thank God you didn't get one. <laughs> yeah, it kind of kind of came and went, didn't it? Okay, it was it was the next big thing, and then and then it wasn't. Damn, just like the Apple Watch, huh? Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. No, but re- records were a major part of my growing up, and you know that kind of lying, lying on the rug next to the speaker, looking at the album art. And I think for a lot of the reasons why I wanted to become a graphic designer was because of that album art and yeah. the the insides and all that sort of stuff. So, and I guess having these records that bring back so much nostalgia for. Um, for my youth, it's, yeah, it's been quite amazing. Yeah, that's cool. anyway. Do they sound better? Out of curiosity, it sounds different. It yeah. does sound different. It's it's like a deeper, richer sound, I think. Mm. But um, yeah, I don't know. I I I'm still puzzling over why, and I don't know whether it's wrapped up in the whole nostalgia thing. It'd be interesting for you who who didn't really have it so much in your in your yeah. youth to have a listen to it and see whether you think there's a difference. But for me, yeah, it's um, it feels different. Mm. Uh, Hillary's logo. Yeah. Any thoughts? Yeah. So I'm totally stealing this. But so if she wins, so if Hillary Clinton wins, it'll be the first time in history that two presidents have had sex with each other that we know of. Hold on. I need to. Oh, okay. Okay. That's great. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know why I suddenly went to Obama and I thought she hasn't had sex with Obama, has she? (laughs) Well, she'd never go back. (laughs) <laughs> Ouch! <laughs> wow. So we're just taking a complete dive. <laughs> yeah, we have. Um, we sort of need a guest on the show to level us out. Otherwise, we're just going to go down and down we and just down. Go down. Anyway, back back to the logo. I Speaking think of going down, I, I, oh god. <laughs> so I think um I think the whole logo uh, 
I don't really have an opinion on the logo at all. I mean, I don't. I don't think it's as good as Obama's one. I but, think it looks like a logo for Hillary Clinton's campaign. Yeah, like I think it looks like what it is. I, I think I think it's designed. I think it's probably designed by committee. Um, and and also this is this is not the logo she's going into the presidential race for. Is is that it, it could possibly change? This is more the one for her in in a party one. Is that? I Am I right there? I'm not sure about yeah. that. One thing, pol- politics is straight over my head. <laughs> but the, um, I think I think what's really interesting is the debate it's caused because it's just yeah. been, I mean, it's been bigger. It feels bigger than, than the London Olympics logo. What? I, I know. No. But it's just, but it just, you know, lots of people are comparing it obviously to the FedEx logo, to WikiLeaks logo, to... Well, um, it doesn't even have any negative space, so I don't think it has anything to do with the FedEx logo. You don't reckon? Are you are you no. looking at the right one? Yeah, we're, we're I'm, not even, I'm not even looking at it. I don't remember what it looks like. I saw it. I saw it on under consideration. I mean, it's an H with an arrow, right? Yeah, that's it. And get it? I said arrow, right? Yeah. Um, and there's no negative space. Uh, if anything, like the like Jetstar logo looks a lot like the FedEx logo because it has an you know an arrow in the negative space. Right. But this doesn't have any negative space. It's just two two colors on top of each other. Yeah. Yeah. Someone did mention that it is reminiscent of the Twin Towers, which I think was a bit of a stretch. I think you're looking for, I think you're looking a little bit too deeply there. Yeah. Yeah. I think, um, yeah, it gets into that awkward space of like, oh, that's a bit too, still too soon. But mm. yeah, I, it's, um, yeah, I just think it's really interesting that um, the world can get so angry <laughs> about, about branding still. I wonder if it's because I th- I'm sure it is the internet being slightly curated for us through through Facebook and Google and other means that we f- that we see this a lot. But I I always get a little bit excited when design positive or negative is front page news. Yep, people are talking about because everybody has everyone can have an opinion. When you know you don't have to be a designer to to have an opinion on this, and it's fascinating how people. Do jump in with their do jump in with their opinion and have really valid kind of perspectives on on you know logo design that they otherwise wouldn't be exposed to. Yep. Yeah, I think I think that's a really good thing. Yeah. Um, look about the season. Yeah. Have you got any highlights? I do. It's a tough thing to do, right? Because there's always lots of lots of different things and lots of different episodes that that are really enjoyable. Uh, I had a blast with Chris and Tim and um, and Jason, you know, at the at the at the beginning, and it was great that they came on before they before they thought, you know, that hang around with us and giving up their time to what was probably a pretty crazy idea at the time. Yep. You know, come and hang out in our crack den, and <laughs> what it, which is what it looked like at the time. And um, we're going to record <laughs> this show, and we're going to send it out, and we hope ten people listen, and um, which was which was really great, and that was a lot of fun. But um, that, that's a little bit easy for me to. Kind of, kind of mentioned them. I found uh, Amy's perspective, Amy, Amy Shepard, which was the season before, the season before last. Um, Ep- episode before. Sorry, episode episode before. Um, Amy Shepard from Australia Post and her perspective on client side and how basically she summed it up in a really quick sentence and that's all I'll say, I think, on the matter. But basically she said, I, I'm a designer. I consider mm. myself a designer, and when we were sitting here thinking it's going to be it's going to be so great to have uh, you know someone from this other side of design and hear their perspective, and and she said all the same stuff that 
you know, you know, um, studio people say, and she, they're just like us. They're oh just like us. <laughs> Which was refre- yeah. which was refreshing and and also information that I didn't have. So um, dusting off an old an old word I'm never allowed to say. I found that interesting. Yeah, I think. You? Well, you know, Chris Doyle was amazing. I always love having Chris Doyle to talk to. It's just I love I love the fact that he's always questioning. I think that's what makes him so engaging. Is he's he he just wants to know. He's so curious about everything. Yeah. Um, and I find that really uh, that gives me energy to be around. Um, obviously, I'm reading Open Manifesto 7, so it came out, I think, last week or the week before. Mm. Um, so it's only in um, uh, digital at the moment, but um, it's it's really good. Um, it's uh, And obviously, you know, Kevin Finn's put a lot of work behind that and having him on and having talked about it and talked about his kind of where he was at, where he was with it, mm. um, to now read it um, is really good because it's all about that enlightened self-interest. Yeah. Um, so it, it's um, fascinating reading. It's definitely worth I – th- I would suggest anyone should go out and, and probably get it because there's some really great interviews in it and great perspectives on on design and particularly about this, this idea of, um, yeah, kind of having a, a self-project or, or giving back, um, doing something for – greater good kind of thing so yeah mm. that's cool yeah um i i don't i don't read as much as you and i ha- i admit i haven't read it yet but i'm really keen i've got my copy um sit- sitting there which kevin really nicely gave to everyone that registered for the the event that unfortunately didn't happen oh uh, i completely forgot about it. i just went and bought it oh i i got a free copy sitting somewhere too i i supported kevin but i i i, I would like I would like it printed, I have to say. Yeah. I think I think I was sort of saying to him originally, like, yeah, it's fine, you know, digital's fine. But there's something about the the print and the ink smell and yeah. I don't know. I I'm noticing this one, it's I'm not I think the previous ones I really sat with and kind of really because they were getting really big by um I think number six was quite quite a decent size. Yeah. Um and I think I really sat with it and really enjoyed the weight of it and um so it's different having it on, on my phone. Um, on your phone, you're reading it on your phone. Yeah, you need, you need an iPad or something, man. I know. I just thought I would try to do it on the phone because I haven't really read on the phone before. Right. How are you finding it? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I thought. Especially because you kind of speed read as well. Yeah. I. So it all comes from. So my father really wanted me to be able to read quickly. Yeah. Um, and it goes back to a story, and I don't know whether the story is true, but you know it's a great story. So he was a ten-pound pom. So he came across on a boat, and apparently he was waiting in the line, and and the guy in front of him turned around and said, "Well, what book did you read?" And he was like, "Oh, I didn't, I didn't bring a book." And he said, "Oh, you better bring a book. We're going to be on the boat for a bloody long time. Like you better." So he ran to a shop, and the only book they had was how to read faster. So so he bought that book and apparently like they all shared books on the way. And what, and finished it in 20 minutes? Yeah, exactly. And then the next time it was 15, next time it was 10. Yeah. Um, but, but they all shared it and, um, and they all read each other's books and, and um, he, he said, you know, they all came off reading so much faster than they'd ever thought possible. And Do you know so what the moral he, of the story is? <laughs> what? Don't buy a book, just mooch off everybody else. He could have, he could have saved his money. He could have been in a 12-pound pom. But so he was he was keen that I read fast. So I have read, I've learnt, taught myself to read fast. And you listen to podcasts twice as fast as well, don't you? 
I do listen to podcasts. So twice, everybody twice. we have on the show, including yourself and including me, sounds like chipmunks. Yes, to me. Just yeah. to you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do. I I want I want the content. I want to get the content in quickly. Right. So I can so I can spend time thinking about it. Move on to other things. Maybe. Start DJing. <laughs> <laughs> um what so so let's talk a little bit more about the podcast like in specifically so this whole idea of, of seasons is obviously to give ourselves a little bit of a break because doing this this back to back can be can be you know it's daunting if you if you look at an entire year and say yeah we're going to do one a week and you know there's 52 weeks in the year and start you start thinking oh how are we going to do all that mm-hmm. so you know that was one of the reasons for the seasons and the other was to as we go to create a bit of a backlog of kind of nice to haves so we're treating it like a little bit of a design project where we we sort of we haven't quite done it yet. And this is the whole point of having a bit of a break. You know, we'll, we'll only take you know three or four weeks off, but is to put in sort of any kind of nice to have things into that backlog that we can we can kind of work on in between without having the added kind of stress of of actually also having to record. Yep. So should we share some of those ideas? Yeah, go for it. Um, so we'd like it's uniforms. News, news, news to me. Yeah, well, we, <laughs> well, we can cut it out if you like. I, we, yeah, you know, I want a uniform. I want a hat. That would be yep. great. Uh, no, but we will be. We, we're going to reach out to some for some sponsors because everything's coming out of our pocket at the moment. If people are enjoying the show, then um, we, we we can find sponsors. Uh, we want only want sponsors that we really like. You know, organisations that we already use um, yep. already. So um, so that's easy you know sometimes easier said than done because it needs to be a nice little brand match um we don't want to be selling toilet paper to people when they're listening to the podcast want to be unless it's really good toilet paper unless it's amazing toilet paper like that three ply stuff that's amazing that's amazing um but we also want to have a little bit of a look at the brand a little bit of a look at the website um have a bit of a look at the format uh how we do things our equipment all that sort of stuff um so i guess one of the reasons i wanted to bring this up in this episode was to just hear from you guys if anybody out there uh, has any sort of bits of feedback with the direction the show's going we do read every single email we do read every tweet and every comment even if we haven't written back to you um we definitely read it we read everything yeah. um, so so shout out uh, you know what you say could could have a big impact on um the next season um and we want to keep this as light and agile as possible i think i think that's exactly right i mean uh, I, I love doing this. You love doing this. We we want to make it better and and more informative for people who are listening. So yeah, any any thoughts? We'd love to hear them. Yep, 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 yep. And we have a live show as well. So we have a couple of things that are happening between this kind of using air quotes break. We yeah. we're doing we're, we're recording two episodes actually in the break, but uh, officially we're 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 taking a bit of a break. Um, but one of the things is yeah, we're going to do. Live on stage, Jackie Winter gives you the business, which we've mentioned before on the show. We're really excited about it. Um, this is the first time the conference has come to Sydney. It's a smaller conference. It's a flat rate. I can't remember what the flat rate is right now, but you can check it out. We'll put some links in the show notes. If you want to come along, heckle us, uh, see what we wear when we're doing a show. Streakers. We want streakers. We do want streakers. Um, come along come along and support it. It's going to be a really good show. It's all about, you know, the business side, the nitty-gritty, that sort of stuff. So you can come and come and do that. And that show is also going to be kind of like a bit of a bonus show that, that we do, a bonus podcast episode that we release out. It's um, kind of like a special event kind of thing, yep. I guess. Yeah. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, and we do have – I don't know if we can announce who we've got as a special guest. 
I don't know. Are we allowed to? Yeah, screw it. Whatever. He's cool. Um, we've we're, we're lucky. We're lucky enough to have. We only confirmed this at like four o'clock, like three hours ago or something. Yeah. Um, Ian Haig is going to join us on the stage yeah. live. So Ian Haig from Catch Up. If you don't know who he is, we'll put some links in the show notes as well. Uh, he's an amazing man. Very witty. Very funny. Um, mm. And we're gonna and have, we're gonna have a blast on stage with him. Yeah, it should be re- it should be really good. I really want to think about like you know live elements. I'm gonna I'm gonna pull some surprises on you, Flynn. Uh oh. Just just be prepared. Naked man. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's gonna happen. That's what that's what that's what I find really fascinating about it. It's it's fun to be on the other side. Like often you and me are kind of you know more more or less the people that are working behind the scenes to make things happen more so than front and center of stage. Um, I quite like quite like it. It's a lot of fun to be in the limelight every now and then. But it's gonna be it's gonna be really really fun. I think. Yeah. So I hope you guys enjoy it. And if you don't, let us know. And we'll never do it again. Yeah. Or, or come come along and watch us die on stage. Yeah. <laughs> We've only got half an hour. I, so it's going to be like rapid fire too. Yeah. I, talking about dying on stage, I, I had a friend who um, was a real comedian and he would tell lots and lots of jokes in front of us all. So for a birthday, we organized for him to have the stand-up spot right. at the local, local stand-up place we went to. And he died on stage. No. Worst birthday present ever. That's terrible. You, I know. So even 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 talking about it now, I feel inside I'm I'm oh cringing wow. at the thought at the re- remembering it. As, so. as punishment, when you go home and you play your records, you should find the record that reminds you of that period of time in your life and cry. <laughs> shed, shed a tear for your for your fallen comrade. Yeah. So we're still friends. Just wow, lucky. He must be. Yeah. At least he can take it. At least he can take a joke. <laughs> I think we're winding Anything down. Anything else? Yeah. I think we are. Yeah. It's um. It's been good to chat. It has been good to chat. Um, it's nice doing a show just us two. I think. It's, it's um. I I I, lo- I love having people. I love I love asking like finding out what makes people tick as well. But yeah, no, it's nice to um just kind of shoot the breeze and kind of reflect on on what's happened and what's to come. Yeah, absolutely. So. Have you have you got any top tips for people to listen to while while we're not on air? Oh yeah, so we we had had a quick discussion. We haven't done this yet, but the reason one of the reasons we did a podcast is because Matt and I love podcasts. Um, that's True. how we get a lot of our info, um, and I think there's there's a couple out there that you may not be aware of um, that we thought we maybe we'll just bring up. Should we take it in turns, Matt? Yep, go for it. So I'll do the first one, um, which is one. There's there's only four guys, so there's. This first one is beers, blokes, and business. Um, so basically, it's a uh, couple of guys from different industries uh, sit around a circle of trust while they chat about business problems that they face between themselves and with guests. Uh, so I and we have worked with James James Carter. Uh, sorry, James from James Noble from Carter Digital. Uh, he's also definitely someone we probably should have on the show, Matt. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, he's yeah. a really cool dude, uh, knows a lot of people, knows exactly what he's doing, uh, UX guy. Um, so one of the founders of Carter Digital in in Melbourne. And it's great. I, I really like kind of anything that takes me out of my comfort zone. It's great having a designer there while there's other people from other areas of business and how they kind of communicate with each other. They yeah. have a whopping 72 episodes. Wow. Which so if you really want if you really want to get stuck into it, there's a lot there. So um, we're chasing you guys. We'll get there. We're, we yeah. just we just made it to double digits. So they've been going strong, and and it's a, it's a good show. 
on on the opposite side of digits, um, we've got by the people, which is by for the people. That's quite difficult to say. Um, they so they've only got two out at the moment, um, but it's brilliant. If if you want to know what it's like to open a studio uh, from from nothing, um, they just they get so deep into exactly what everyone's feeling and what's working, what's not. They're very very honest, um, but definitely worth checking out. I've only two episodes, but I've loved both episodes so far, and it's really helped me to understand what what a small studio looks like in in today's day and age. Yeah, and it's 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 great when people like that share their knowledge so candidly. One of my favourite podcasts of all time, and I'm cheating a little bit because this isn't completely Australian, uh, is Iterate, which is a fortnightly podcast focusing on mobile and app design for iOS, Mac, Android, and other platforms and stuff. So it's it, anyone that's interested into tech technology user experience mobile whatever these guys are like it it goes over my head a lot frankly uh renee ritchie and seth clifford both from the states i believe uh, and mark edwards who's a guy from melbourne who i don't know who i'd love to, love so to it's, reach out it's to. partly australian it's partly australian it's like a third yeah, yeah. yeah. um mark is from bajango and anyone that's in the tech world is probably like, yeah, we all know Mark. But um, for anyone that's kind of design or digital design or looking to get into it, you should definitely follow him on Twitter. He's super interesting, incredibly knowledgeable. So that's a, that's a great thing to listen to. Like I said, a lot of the stuff goes over my head and can be quite technical, but it's my nice little ginger way of dipping my toe into tech and development and design at the same time. And then finally, we've got The Nudge. So this is part of um, Hook Turn Network, and it's about being better designers. Uh, so it's Ross and Josh basically discuss problems uh, that designers are having today about turning passion into business and, you know, just how, how you keep those two things balanced or, or in sync. So I think that's probably where – do you listen to that? Yeah, I do. Yeah. I do. And I was, lucky, I was lucky enough to meet Ross a, oh, right. a couple of years ago. going to get to do some stuff with us, but haven't been able to make that happen just yet. Um, and Josh Canal did a um, – he's the other host did – did a little talk there and I was – kind of floored by his knowledge he's a really smart dude um they've got 37 episodes and they have like a hook turn podcasting kind of network so there's a whole bunch in there as well you can check out which i think are all australian too again right. melbourne based so i don't know there's only two podcasts in sydney so come on people start a podcast join us, <laughs> like, join us. <laughs> so yeah uh so we'll put a link to those in the show notes um during our between seasons if you want to check them out we definitely recommend them. There's some good people there. If you're interested in this show, you're probably going to be interested in them if you're not listening to them already. Maybe there's one there that you haven't, haven't discovered. So we'd like to thank you for listening to this episode of Australian Design Radio. Hey, you know what? This season of Australian yes. Design Radio. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, it's been, it's been great and the feedback's been you know, largely positive and even the negatives, you know, every now and then we've got some things that we can improve, which is even better you know, yeah. in a lot of ways that we want to improve the show. We, we're by, by no means do we want it to be perfect. So thanks so much um, for people getting involved and asking questions and leaving comments. So, Matt, where can people find you? So you can find me at, at Leechworth um, uh, for Twitter and LinkedIn. Obviously, you can get me through that as well. Cool. We've got no guests, so let's just skip that person. Um, yeah. You can find me at flyntracy.com and on any social media platform pretty much at F-L-Y-N-T-R-A-C-Y. You can find this episode, this season and more at australiandesign.simplecast.fm and you can follow the show on Twitter and Instagram at AUS Design Radio. 
If you have any suggestions for topics or guests uh, that you'd like to have on the show, just reach out. We'd love to hear from you. You can email us also at Matt or Flynn at AUSDesignRadio.com. Until then, thanks for listening to the first season of Australian Design Radio. See you next season. See you next season. Bye. Bye. Bye.